Hello, welcome back to the Valkyrie Saga, a D&D podcast set in the world of Irolar. I'm your Dungeon Master, Jake. Let's meet the players. Hi, I'm Noah. I'm playing Elmer. Hi, I'm Johnny, and I am playing Varden Brandt. Hi, I'm Wyatt. I'm playing her on the Defender. Hi, I'm Nicole, and I'm playing Clove. Hi, this is Noah. Welcome to Disney Channel. Da, 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 da. I know they can't. Uh, for the for the listeners, I just drew the Disney thing very poorly. Acting like Jake's not going to edit that out. <laughs> Jake, you better not edit that out. Oh, it's going to be too much work. I'm not going to. Copyright. That's we've already, A-roll. We've already butchered the intro. It's fine. <laughs> so, it's been a few weeks since we last played. So, as... Normal for our group, not for the podcast, because there's only been a single episode. Let's start off with a recap. So last week, found the party on a longship helmed by a very beefy man named Eric. You all were um, floating down the River Swift. Also, just a um, note for that, mostly for my benefit. Last time I did say you all were sailing with the uh, current, but you were actually going upstream, so you were not. You were using the sail and the oars, but you were actually like technically fighting the current, just for my benefit. At any rate, so you all were going up the river to a town called Halverth, where mostly... It was meant to just resupply because um, there are just enough towns along the river to make it just more feasible to resupply regularly rather than stock up for a long voyage. None of you are really quite sure where you're going to end up, so you're just kind of along until you decide you don't want to be anymore. While on the ship, Elmer and... uh, uh, Varden decided to play a prank on her on the very hairy druid that was standing in the middle of the ship. <laughs> and you end up accident, sort of accidentally tabletopping him. Huron then thinks it was the bucket that tripped him, so he punched the bucket off the side of the ship, wasting probably two gold of the cruise. And then a short time later, a few Sahagan jumped onto the boat and started attacking. It was a very difficult battle, and Elmer was the last one standing when finally Eric managed, Eric trusted his first mate enough to hand the tiller over to him, and Eric then jumped into the battle with you. Took out a huge chunk of the HP of one of the last Sahagan, and then they started to run. Uh, Clove got up because Elmer healed her. She put an arrow into the last one's back, I believe. And then you all took some time to recuperate from your injuries. And getting towards the end of the day, I believe, you got to Halver. And when you got there, you saw that it was a it was a decent city, but still kind of just, you know, average. There was nothing outstanding about it. It's mostly a fishing village. But you saw, you saw that it looked as though it had recently been attacked. You saw some blood stains on the, on some of the nearby buildings and on the pathway, and its people just looked kind of rocked. I believe you all were the first ones there because Eric decided to go fishing in the river, 
to get some coins that someone threw in there. I don't exactly remember who did what. <laughs> I think it was me. <laughs> it might have been. So then you will see this not, you know, not into the town proper yet. You're, there's a small gap, roughly 150, 200 feet between the kind of like few shacks that are right at the harbor and then the town itself. And so you can it's see, like in the outskirts part. Yeah, basically. It's okay. really just like two or three buildings, mostly just to store like fishing supplies and stuff. And then you've got the harbor. Okay. And what you can see, even from here, you can see the, um, like I said, you can see the blood stains and just the signs that all is not well. Excellent. Excellent. Elmer runs away. No. <laughs> okay, podcast over. He's too old. Pod, yeah, Elmer. Uh, Elmer goes home, and uh, boom, podcast over. Wasn't that easy, guys? Great second episode. I'm glad we could wrap this up. Yeah. Okay, so um, I can't remember what Elmer acted like in the first episode. I'll just preface that. <laughs> so uh, I remember. I remember kind of what's going on. So uh, don't. Don't hate me too much when it's a little different. Let's do this thing. <laughs> That's fine. It's character growth. So then, um, are there any tracks or anything that can be followed, or is it just bloodstains? Where you are, it's a little too difficult to be able to actually make out individual tracks because it looks like there was actually some fighting here, and so the ground's just super scuffed up and it's stained, and so it's just. You can see some tracks, but they're not clear enough, and there's not enough of them to um, be able to make anything out with them. Can I do a perception check, please? Sure. Are you looking for anything in particular? Uh, I'm going to be looking. I'm going to see if I can see or smell smoke. Because, like, where there's blood there's usually and, like, destruction, there's usually a fire, you know? Fair. All right. All right, awesome. With my plus three perception at level two, um, I got a nine. Nice humble brag. All right. <laughs> I need a plus three. Yep. This is a village that's been a fact. Cool, you, cool. Uh, um, I'm going to go check it out. It honestly doesn't take, <laughs> it doesn't take a whole bunch. You don't, you don't see any smoke. My allergies are acting up, so my nose is a little clogged today. I feel like it's fairly easy to smell it too, so you probably don't smell it either. It doesn't. The, there's damage, obviously, from stray weapon swings and things like that, but overall, it doesn't look like the village itself was targeted necessarily. Cool. So, because I asked specifically for smoke, I was given way more information on the other things. Thank you. <laughs> I assume uh, this is just inference your character makes. Yeah, I'm just going to walk into the nearest building. I don't know what everyone else is doing, but Elmer's just going to go off. That's, his, that's who he is. Haran's <laughs> okay. um, really staring at these tracks he just found. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trot up and stand uh, behind Elmer. Uh, okay. could, you, could you back up a little bit, please? Oh, uh, yeah. S sorry. Yeah, you're just... What are you like, doing? Come on, kid. Like, S sorry. I, I've just Do you have your goddamn sword? Do you have your goddamn sword? Yes, I do. It's, do you have it sheathed? Yes, because I don't see it in your hands. No, it's 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 on my back. Okay, but but boy, do you see the village that has been attacked? 
um, that we are walking towards. Yes, like, like, but look at Clove. Look at look at Huron. They both have their weapons out. My mace and shield are out. Why is your sword not out? Does Huron have his weapon out though? And does Clove? Huron says, "I am my own weapon." <laughs> I, I want to preface this by saying that Elmer has not looked back. He is just like pointing where he thinks they might be and still walking forward. <laughs> Uh, Clove has licked the dirt and decided that there's definitely been conflict here, so she does have, like, her bow out, and she's got, like, an arrow knocked, not notched in it. Just on the string, yeah, okay. But, but, I mean, when, when was this village attacked? Exactly. Exactly. When was um, it attacked? Can I make a roll to find out when this village was attacked by any chance? (laughs) We ask a villager, perhaps. Are there any people who perhaps? Huron's going to. So I walk up to, to a beheaded villager I see, and I'm just like, "Yo, buddy, do you do you know what this place was attacked?" Huron, using his minus one intelligence, would love to <laughs> to attempt to find out what happened here and how long ago. Go for homes. What am I exactly rolling? <laughs> just intelligence. Let's take a look. I guess it's the investigation. You know what? 18. What? Wow. He looks at her and actually finds good information. That's a really lucky roll from a stupid character. Okay. I know. Yeah, so then are you looking at the tracks or are you looking around the village itself or what? I'm just looking around to see if I can find out what happened here and specifically, you know, when and where the attackers might have gone. Okay, so you probably do... Just a quick circuit of the village, and you do as you start walking around and as you actually start looking for people, you do see some villagers, you do see some people there. They all look, as a rule, very shaken up. Elmer, you walk into some random house, and there's a woman in there crouched over a body, and she's crying. She doesn't even notice you in there. Nice move, Elmer. But uh, Can I check out the body? <laughs> can you what? I, can I just walk up to the body and like check it out? like how badly it's fucked up sure cool is that would that be investigation medicine i mean that's just staring like (laughs) well no like like i want to see how it's been killed yeah that's literally just staring you're like oh yeah that's a gaping hole in his chest that's how this one died oh it's a big ass hole in his chest elmer i think i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna stand back a little bit that that's making go, me a little go wait queasy. outside. Go wait outside. Uh, I want to talk to the woman. Well, so first, there is a myriad of injuries, but yeah, it looks like the deciding blow was a uh, chest wound. And then, what do you say to this grieving widow? How'd he die? She looks up at you, and you see the tears just rolling down her face. She's got some oh, snot coming oh. out of her nose. She's just absolutely disgusting. This is her, this is the worst moment of her life. And she's like, get out! And she, Clove. She's just Clove. Like Clove, I need you. help. Clove. She's smacking at you, trying to hurt you towards ow, the door. Ow, 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 shit, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm just curious. What happened? I'm, Jesus fucking Christ, woman. Not Christ the broom, else. not the broom. Not the broom, God damn it. God damn it. Yeah. She starts smacking your ass with the broom. Just oh, fuck. Ah, okay, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. You walk outside, you hear the door slam, and then you hear the lock click into place, and then her on to go yes. back to the investigation check. 
you do this circuit and from the villagers all look like they're still um, gathering themselves and it looks like they're still trying to recover from it. So it's recent. based off of that, seems like it was pretty recent, yeah. And then you look a little bit closer at these bloodstains and now granted, it's not super hot in Irelar, especially not this exact area. <clears throat> it's it's just like a cool well, forest it's a coastal site. city, right? Not coastal, though. No. You're up the river, not by the okay. ocean, but it's still cool. You do get a bit of that like watery ocean breeze, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's cool. So the blood doesn't dry super quickly, anyways, which is based off of how it's just based off of how it looks and its consistency and all that. It doesn't look that old either. Haran will just walk out of the freshly tossed out of the the room, um, Elmer, and say, it "Was recent." And he just kind of like leans down into the floor and just <laughs> just starts sniffing. And he goes, okay. "I have no idea where they went." Wolf <laughs> mm. is watching him intently to like learn his ways. She's like, "Oh, interesting." Here, let me try. Let me try. Yeah, I'm not getting anything from this. This isn't doing anything for me. Does, uh, does sniffing usually help you find well, out what I, you want to know? Sometimes, you know, I've got some really bad allergies in this area. My like ancestors have used just really for the past centuries to make sure they could track their prey. And it do, you get, do you get allergies here on? Do, do you like, does your nose get a little clogged up sometimes? Allergies are for the weaker that man. Happens to me all the time, man. It's, it's I feel like Ron just constantly breathes through his mouth, honestly. I feel like he's never bothered to blow his nose, so it's just such an accumulation of snot that he just can't do it. I, w I want to put on the record that Elmer is also definitely a mouth breather, but not like because of that. It's just because he's so fucking uncharismatic that he's just like. My choice. This is a cautious choice I make. Okay, so. You've all been doing this for a few minutes, and as you've been um, investigating and harassing people, Eric, <laughs> dripping wet from jumping into the river, he came walking up, and then he finds a uh, he finds someone walks up to a man who's slighter than Eric is. Um, He's a beefcake. Everyone's slighter not, than him. I mean, honestly, yeah, not skinny, but. You know, he's just, he doesn't have the same muscle that comes from rowing and just doing all this manual labor. And he walks up to him and then you hear him ask, kind of quietly, he's like, what happened here, Sten? And then, are you all going to lurk like a bunch of weirdos? Are you going to... Of course. <laughs> Is there, are, can I see any other dead bodies? Um, uh, here's a more specific question. Do I see any more mur mourners? God. <laughs> oh, no. Everyone is mourning. This village has been brutally attacked. Everyone is sad. It's just degrees of mourning. Okay, can, I just want to walk up to somebody, please. And um, I'm going to say, so, um, rough Monday, huh? What, uh, what happened? It's Thursday. You walk up to this massive man, like six foot five. You come up to right around his knee, and he looks down at you, and you see he's got a little tear in his eye, too. And he's like, Get out of here before I drown you in the river. 
you could certainly try. And then I walk back towards Eric because um, backup's always nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a chihuahua is going to pick a fight until I think you overestimate Eric's loyalty to you Varden go over here I need to stand on your shoulders uh, uh, yeah I, uh, I'll trot on over to Elmer and uh, I'll kind of like squat down a little bit and I, get ready I, to sit, I sit on Varden's shoulders I definitely do that Huron looks down at Varden and just says have some pride boy uh, but he he asked uh, yeah, you know what? Mind your own fucking business, Huron. Huron's <laughs> gonna push him, him off in the of eye for the first time. <laughs> I, I still don't think you're tall. Well, no, okay, because Varden's like normal person height, so yeah, you would actually be a little taller if you're on Varden's shoulders. Uh, you all said you're tracking someone. Who who are we tracking? Why are we sniffing the blood? Maybe we should listen to this nice Sten man that um, Eric, <clears throat> Jake, so kindly offered us. <laughs> so as you all start to cluster, Sten looks a little bit nervous just because you're strangers. But Eric just kind of waves it off and he's like, no, it's fine. They're fucking weird, but they're fine. They helped us out on the ship. And Sten says, your ship got attacked too? What happened? Okay. okay, how about you tell me what happened first, Stan? It looks like you had a bigger problem than I did. And so then Stan holds quiet for a few seconds and then he's just gathering his thoughts. And you see he looks super unhappy too, but he's, as the head of this small village, he's trying to just maintain... Composure? Yeah, composure. Like, not even confidence, but just composure so that everyone thinks he can keep going. So he looks at Sten, or he looks at Eric, sorry, and he says, a bunch of Sahara attacked the village. I, I don't know why. They've never done it before. And Eric says, Sahagin? Really? Damn things attacked the boat, too. What's going on? Where are all your people? And when he says that, you do notice that there are um, townsfolk walking around, but based off the size of this village, based off the amount of houses there are and everything, it like there's not there's not as many as you'd expect. Then he says, Stan says, the Sahagin took them. They just blindsided us. We tried our best to fend them off, but there were so many. We just Wait, they, they took them? Why would an Wait, animal want to take someone? I'm, I'm listening. Sten looks around for a few seconds and then realizes there are two people stacked on top of each other, looks up at the gnome, and he's like, that's what I just said. Didn't you hear? These I'm just, I'm because when they attacked us, they just tried to kill us. They didn't try to take anybody. That's very true. Well, we were all very dead. Well, I don't know. Maybe they were waiting to try and gain control of the boat. Who are you to come in here and start arguing with me over well, Why are you arguing? I'm just trying to help. How is that helpful? Why, why are you mad at me? I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> I wasn't here. Close this seems like a very heated situation that I think we need to calm down for. Here on you don't fucking tell me. No, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to wander in and like take a little flower over here and put it on Sten's head. Like, it's okay. My wife is always telling me that my temper gets away from me. I just, 
Ooh, I need it's, to do my breathing exercises. Listen, I'm all for bloodshed and defending the forest and everything, but like, we need to make sure we get the information right. We don't want to accidentally hurt someone who's not who's not involved. Oh, you're for bloodshed, did you say? Always. Would you chase yeah, It's kind of a thing. Rest of my people, we don't have a lot. Uh, Give me some fish. Oh, fish? Ooh, what kind of fish? Probably whatever kind you want. There are a lot that run through the River Swift. You got halibut. Is there halibut? Yeah, it, right? Right? Oh, uh, uh, we'll uh, do it for some halibut. We, we know all about halibut. There is so much halibut. Okay, all right. You got, you you got any shark jerky? Okay, awesome. Excuse me, Sten, uh, do you have shark jerky? You know, like the good stuff made from like the really dead shark sharks? <laughs> As opposed to the freshly dead sharks. Well, yeah, you've got to let it age. We're a little too busy surviving to make such delicacies as shark jerky. Is 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 this the first attack uh, by these these creatures? Well, no, it's Irular isn't the safest place really, no matter where you are. They they always kind of just poke at us. You know, we always have to fend them off. Usually once a week or so. They've never attacked with as many as they did though, and they've never tried to steal anybody. They've never tried to kidnap us before. What do they normally come for? Oh, they're just bloodthirsty bastards. They just like to kill. They can't get enough of blood. Blood, blood, blood. Oh, that reminds me of somebody. Clove. It sounds like my people. Really? You're bloodthirsty too. You all have to help me. You sound like just the right people. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Vardy here is not super bloodthirsty, but we'll get him there. Don't you worry. <laughs> Look. He'll be there soon enough. My studies have always taught me that Forseti would always want something, someone brought to justice if they committed a crime. And that... Exactly. And you know what's a really great justice? Varden's starting to get, like, super pale, uh, and he's clamming up a lot. Uh, uh, going, going after these these creatures right yeah exactly exactly i'm like smacking his face in like a really tender way like oh you got it I, i'm pinching his cheeks like oh my little my boy like reaching down because you're still on top of him yeah well, i'm like i'm like sitting on his neck so like my arms are right there i'm i'm like a four-year-old kid sitting on his dad's shoulders it's just getting weirder and weirder yeah like like i'm just chilling up here um I get. I guess we could maybe try and do something um, to to help. Yeah, we got it. I give him like a little noogie. <laughs> Ow, that was a little too rough. Yes, just oh, yeah, you're sorry. fine. You're Here's fine. Thank you all for volunteering. Volunteering. Uh, but, but but we're gonna get like paid, right? Yes. As long as I get the hell of it. We'll give you hell of it. All right. Well, it sounds like there's some innocents that need to be saved, and you know that sounds like destiny or whatever. So, oh. where did they go? Yeah, that's why we're doing it for the innocents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They ran off back towards the river Swift and crossed it, and then they just disappeared into the woods. And you see, he's like, as he's been talking to you, he's been getting like more and more animated, but he's still sad. As it was just like this weird little, he'll look up, get kind of excited at the thought of um, his people coming back and then just sagging and it was just like constantly flickering and he's, he's still not really sure what to make of you all but he's willing to take whatever help he can get. 
please tell me that there is a bridge. Can you not she jump this, a, tiny man? He has a blank look on his face. I don't know. It, bridges don't really work well for ships, you know? They tend I, to be non-combatable. Have you never been to one of the big cities? Like, they, they have these bridges that you can kind of, like, they got, like, pu pulleys. You ever heard? You know pulleys? Like, you can kind of, like, use the pulleys, and it, like, makes the bridge rise. That way the boats can get through. He looks very confused, and he's, like, walking through the motions of pulling something. He's like, how do you pull a bridge? So, so uh, wait, wait, uh, we're wasting time. When, 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 when I get back, I'll teach you. When I, when I get back, I'll teach you all about engineering. Don't worry. But first, okay. But first, I'm gonna go kill these people and bring back the dead bodies. Wait, not the people, not the people. I'm sorry, that was bad word choice. I'm gonna kill the monsters and bring back the dead bodies of your friends. Huron just starts ushering Elmer, like uh, towards wait, the. Uh, Huron, I wasn't done. Wait, hang on. <laughs> we'll get them for you. Don't worry. You like pick me up on Barton's shoulders, <laughs> and carrying me. Absolutely powerless to resist. Hey, wait, hey, hey. <laughs> Don't do this to me. Wait, hang on. I was gonna pat Barton on the head for reassurance and like mosey him along because I'm pretty sure he's rooted to the spot at this point. I, 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 I'm, I'm just building up the courage to go. I'm, I'm, I'm coming. It just, I'm working on it. Oh, you need courage? I got courage. I pull out a flask. <laughs> I don't think he's old enough to drink. I started drinking way before I was his age, okay? He, everyone's old enough to drink. Elmer, you age differently than he does. No one cares. Just, barely. <laughs> Eric literally does not care. Neither does Sten. Humans live to what? Like, like uh, 300? <laughs> sorry, Sten. What, what, what were you saying? I'm saying go! Go satisfy oh. your god's lust for justice! And he's like, <laughs> he's doing yes. that thing, you know? Can we see? Uh, can, sorry, can I roll a perception check to see if, like, we can see specific tracks? Obviously, like, we won't see where they crossed the actual river because water, but, like, where they kind of went up to it, so we can get an idea. Yeah. Okay. Clove's just moseying along the river. Look, oh. <laughs> Oh, Huron, could you put me down, please? No. I can, I can walk. No. No, roll again, remember? So I rolled again? Yeah. So you got a 10 that time. Yeah, and then I add my... What? Not 20! I see everything. Okay. Unfortunately, there's not a whole bunch to see. It's, you know, there's this just churned up earth where they were maybe chasing the sovereign as they were running away with the people. And it is all in a... Like a... A big line basically there's not really a point where one leg dashes off to the side or anything like that so it seems like they pretty much just ran up to the harbor and then just assumedly jumped into the water they they went across the river right yeah stan said they jumped across and then ran into the forest on the other side uh Huron will go across to the other bank of the river and um attempt to find a like a direction that they went Okay, so then give me a athletics check to swim across the river. Big yikes. <laughs> Never mind, not a big yikes. Pretty decent. 18. Okay, yeah, you, there's still a bit of a current, like pretty much anywhere on the river there's at least a small current, but you have absolutely no problem with it. You get on the opposite bank, pretty much exactly where 
pretty much exactly in line with where you jumped in. Can Cloth try to <laughs> jump the river? No. I mean, like, yes, but no, because it's like 50 feet, mm. probably at this point. I have a plus five in acrobatics, I'm just saying. You can, if you take a running start, you can jump a number of feet equal to 10 plus your strength modifier. So I think you'd go maybe 12. Uh, Clove will not try so to remains the river. Karan's <laughs> just on the other side, and he's just like... They went this uh, way. Yeah. When, I'm, when I'm close to Varden, uh, I'm going to touch his like back really lightly, and I'm going to use my Blessing of the Forge to uh, give him plus one uh, AC. Okay. Yep, you have that until our next long rest. Awesome, so, thank you. Yeah, he doesn't know I do it. Nobody knows I do it, because I'm going to pretend I did it to me. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't want them to know I'm soft. I see a holy glow. Was someone just blessed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I gave myself a little blessing, uh, you know. Selfish just no. Cross the river. Can you throw me? I'm all the way over here. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wait. Hold on. Can I do this? This is the thing. How many gallons of water would you say is in this 50-foot <laughs> crossing of the river? Oh, the questions you ask. Gallons are in I room. actually knew how to do math for this once upon a time. Would you say 10 gallons of water? In this 50-foot crossing of water, I would say much more than 10 gallons of water. At least 10, yes. though. He's I'm not going to do, do the math, but I'm going to say there's more I, than 10. I would say there is at least 10, yes. If I hypothetically <laughs> used all three of my first-level spots to destroy water, could I make a little... Did you part the sea? Are you Moses? I'm really sure I may not understand this, but I'm also going to say that would not freeze the current in place. So you would basically (laughs) be scooping bucketfuls out of the river. Fair enough. I think it's going to work, my friend. Yeah. Do we need to do like a uh, athletic check or something? Yeah, Yeah, Clove's going to jump in. And the currents. Well, never mind. What's the current? Oh my god, I got to drop. Can I like provide help by like like giving getting them a, you know, giving them a hand on their way out, or is that not a thing I'm going to be able to do? Uh, I wouldn't say they would give advantage just because it's at the tail end of the trip. I have an idea. I have an idea, guys. Don't worry, I'm an inventor. I'm good at this shit. So I'm going to throw an end of this rope at Huron, and then I'm going to tie the other end to the harbor, and then we can like walk, we can like hold onto the rope as we swim across because uh, the current's fast and I'm a bad swimmer. That's okay, well, a good plan. We might... jumped into the river as you said that. No. <laughs> I said it only to Varden. I'm like, Varden. <laughs> um, I know you're a great inventor and all, yeah, but um, you, I, 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 I hate to critique you, but maybe you should have said that before Clove jumped in. She's fine. She she can like turn into animals. She's fine. But I can along super powerful, super smooth strokes. She just glides across the river once again, no problems. You end up right where you end up right in line with where you jumped in. I'm gonna climb out and like shake off like a dog. You see, Varden, you would think that I was a dog with how strong my doggy paddle is, um, but. It, I wouldn't be like a big dog. I'd, I'd be like one of those little yapping dogs. Um, no. I can't you, swim. 
do you want me to well i can throw the rope on over then and we could do that plan um i'm actually very strong so i think i can throw the rope oh, oh okay sorry i'm also very dexterous so i think <laughs> i can throw the rope <laughs> can i like hold on to sort of like the edge of the bank or something to like lean out across the water to grab it just in case he's not as dexterous as he thinks grab the rope yeah yeah sure all right so I'm gonna um so I have like a candle. No, I have a sensor. Oh my god, I'm gonna tie the rope to one end of the sensor and then I'm gonna like swing it so that it gets like momentum. I'm gonna toss that thing across the water. Okay. So then I'm not gonna make you roll for that because you're pretty much just hurling it. You're not super concerned with accuracy and you have clove on the other end ready to grab it if something goes wrong. So we'll say you just wind up here though and you just sling it you see it fly up in the arc and you see the rope slowly start to bunch up near there and then it just starts to fall and it lands lands probably right in the bank on the opposite end but then sorry okay she's done i think so it lands right in the bank on the opposite side and then clove just scoops it out and then she has one end of the rope and you're tying the other end to the harbor you said yes yeah okay yeah i'm just gonna hold it like this like in my little cupped palms cool. yeah <laughs> i'm gonna do a little little slip knot and then i'm just gonna use it to get myself across okay yeah so then you're so dim like across this river all the villagers have been skinned and eaten at this point <laughs> are you are you like putting yourself in the water and then just pulling yourself along with the rope? Uh, no, I, if you're giving me the choice, I'm definitely going to like Mission Impossible it and just like try to touch the water as little as possible. So after 30 minutes of Elmer inching his way along the rope, finally he gets across without having to make a check. Ah, oh, thank God. Oh, didn't have to touch the water. <laughs> We need to get wet. And then, Varden, are you swimming? Uh, I'll, I'll use the rope uh, to kind of guide me on over. Okay. Are you leaving it there, or are you going to just, like, gather it up as you go and, like, take it off the harbor? Oh, I guess that's a good point. Um, hey, El Elmer, do, do you want your rope? Sorry, Varden, I can't really hear you over the curtain. No, I'm just fucking with you. Oh, yeah, br bring it over, please. Oh, okay. Uh, you, uh, just grab it and, like, pull yourself on it and just, like, keep it with you as you're pulling yourself. You'll be fine. Okay. Boy. All right. Uh, I'll untie the rope from the harbor, and I'll kind of slowly walk in and use the rope to kind of help guide me to the other side. Okay. I should stop giving you those ideas, first of all. Second of all, go ahead and roll an athletics check with advantage. Uh, I got two twelves. <laughs> In total? Uh, yeah, that's that's with advantage. I rolled okay. two twelves. I was loving that happens. So you make it across with the help of the rope and just swimming. You know, you make it across. There are some points where you start to kind of drift downstream, but then you just kind of give yourself an extra pull and kick your legs extra hard. So it's much less elegant or much less nice looking than when Huron or Clove Slam, but you managed to make it across without, you know, maybe you end up a foot or two off the mark, but not much. And you don't drown or anything. 
Well, that's always a bonus, not drowning. So. Uh, I don't once everyone makes it across, Ron just starts walking in the direction that he needs to. <laughs> An hour later. <laughs> exactly. Ron was just waiting, just like growing a plant and then like letting it die and then growing again. <laughs> it took a short rest. No, okay. So then, uh, here's your rope, Elmer. Uh, thank you, boy. You did great. Thank you. Finally. And Huron, as you crossed, you were the first one to see this, but you all do see it as you get across the other side. You do see, for at least the first uh, few dozen feet, there are very clear, uh, slightly webbed tracks leading up, leading off into the forest, like Stan said. And you know, you can see the you can see the um, bottom of the tracks are a little bit muddy, and so. You know, for whatever reason, they just didn't decide to try and hide themselves. And so, because they had wet feet and hostages, it's a super obvious trail for at least the first 50, 100 feet or so. Yeah, Harlan will we'll literally just start following it as soon as as soon as Barden touches the, the ground on the other side. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, geez, God, finally we can follow these tracks. It took Huron so long to get over here. Haran Haran picks Elmer up and just slings him over his shoulder. Ah, thank you, mighty steed. <laughs> How did you know I hated walking? Pull in there already. I'm just like And then as soon as Haran slings him over his shoulder, he'll just tap his back and go, you'll make good bait. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, so as Huron is leading the way, I am just going to say the forest is Clove's favored terrain. So it might make sense to have her lead the way. Like technically, technically some of the bonuses she gets without leading, but then if you guys want to move super duper fast and all that stuff, Jay. she has to lead the way. You're holding mm. You're our dungeon master, not our friend. <laughs> well, no, that's mostly for close benefit. Oh, so I can be relevant? Well, okay. just because yeah. you're before and you're not super experienced. Oh, that's true. It's super easy to forget about abilities, especially ones like that that are almost kind of more roleplay related. Okay, I cool. feel like that's what the ranger's whole thing is favorite terrain, so like... That's it. That's like the bulk of my character. Let me get my yeah. character arc out of the way. <laughs> Huron um, starts heading down there first, and then Clove just... <laughs> Clove just starts launches. sprinting. <laughs> Just like Olympic arms yeah. flying. You're doing like gymnastics in the trees. You're just out of here. Peak form. You see her just knees coming up to her hips. Just so elegant. One of my neighbors growing up ended up becoming a ranger, uh, but they moved away from the town. What? What's it like? They kind of went out and explored the world. Can you... Can you tell us some of your adventures? As Varden's saying this, uh, Clovis shoving like handfuls of pine needles into her mouth. Honestly, she's like, mm. yeah. I'm assuming you didn't actually like sprint away from them. You well, she did. Ran to get up to the lead, so like, yeah, you can hear Varden. She kind of did a sprint ahead, and I was like, oh wait, and then like sprinted back. She's like, oh, what's up, guys? Jogging in place. I'm used to being a lone wolf, you know. I'm she just so edgy. Oh, you know, being a ranger, it's okay. So it's then, pretty great. As you're following the tracks, go ahead and give me a uh, survival check to uh, keep following the tracks. And you are you, um, you are provisioned survival? No, I'm not actually. Yeah, really? Huron can give her a little a little assisty, a little. 
I can oh, also yeah. do a survival I'll check. Roll with advantage too. Haran gives him gives the tracks a sniff. Here. What was your first one? Uh, 14. And then, yeah, let's go with the 14. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. You Can I also track? roll survival? To track? Yeah. Sure. See how seasonal allergies are treating him? I, uh, I got a 19. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can see the tracks too, but you also see some super tasty looking berries off on the side of the path. Nice, I'm gonna grab those. If I'm off Huron's shoulder, if I'm not, then I'm just gonna like lick my lips and stare at them longingly. Huron still has you slung over his shoulder. I'm, I'm like reaching out like a baby. Huron I'm just like, Huron slaps your hands down. <laughs> bait doesn't move. So, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like good bait moves a lot. Like that's what draws the animals. <laughs> Good bait doesn't move in the presence of the not haunted. <laughs> Farted. Help. Uh, I don't. I don't. Uh, I thought this was between you two. Sorry. You know what? You know what? Kind of like what? trot up to Clove. So Elmer being carried like a sack of potatoes, looking at the tracks like kind of upside down. So it's like kind of weird to look at them. Sees the berries, can't reach them. Clove and her own, just together, you have just a super clear idea. Even though the tracks start to fade a little bit, it doesn't uh, it doesn't hamper you at all. And you travel for probably around an hour, just moving at a um, just moving at a decent pace, you know, three miles an hour or so. And you see there are a lot of um, kind of puddles in this forest. Clove is flashing in every single one. But um, what are those things at the beach called? Like uh, tide, tide pools? pools? Yeah, they're kind of like tide pools in that they just seem to be there forever. Like, just kind of staring at the ground, they don't, it doesn't seem to have been dry, like ever, really. So it's like a, it's a damp forest. The forest is moist. Mm. And you just see these puddles every so often as you're walking along. And then at around the hour mark, it starts to get a little bit, uh, you start to get a little bit deeper in, and it starts to get a little bit darker as the um, foliage is, uh, as the trees are starting to grow thicker at the top, and so it's blocking out more of the sun when they're all together. And then you see, um, like, tendrils of vines and, like, forget-me-nots and all these, all these plants and vegetation on the bottom. And then... You pass through one tree in particular that has kind of like a lot of bracken near the bottom and then just kind of um, hanging moss coating the trunk, kind of. Chloe's going to tap her on shoulder and point at it and go, mmm, spicy. <laughs> what? Is that, a, is that a spicy plant? Guys, I just realized I have two D20s in a set. Focus, Jake! I'm shook. It should have been a D12. Just taste it, small child. Taste it and see the spice. And Chloe, what's your AC? My AC? Oh, 15. I don't like that question. Okay. So, as you're walking by this tree, all of a sudden the brambles and vegetation at the base suddenly explode outwards as you're passing right next to it. And this 
close to Elversight, actually. This, like, small humanoid figure bursts out, lashes out at you with an arm, and you see its arm is split into um, vines that are kind of writhing as it swings its arm at you. And it will do... It'll do really solid 11 damage to you, and you're now restrained as these vines just wrap around you. Damn, I was going to do a backflip out of the way and do something cool, but okay. Cover up your arms and creep onto your bow hand. And then with this monstrosity, everybody go ahead and roll initiative. Close, just like, not spicy, not spicy anymore. (laughs) Are you joking? I rolled a five. I got a Jake, 19. Give me advantage on initiative just for fun. Uh, not this time. Maybe later. <laughs> I got a 14. 14? Okay, Varden, what'd you get? 19. Oh, wow, Varden goes first. Heck yeah. I think. I got 17. Okay. 17. Almer got a 14. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Last initiative. Okay. So you see this viney monstrosity burst out of the vegetation, snare clove and really walloper. And then from the surrounding bushes, two more of these figures crawl out. These ones are slightly shorter than the first one, and instead of these weird, weirdly long, spindly arms, they have kind of shorter ones, and they're covered in needles. So, Varden, it is actually you first. So you were, I believe you were actually right next to Clove as you were walking, so unless you moved, that's... Yeah, I was right next to her. Uh, I'm going to freak out for a moment and be very panicked, uh, but I'm going to quickly draw pull my longsword out of the sheath of my, uh, uh, out of its sheath on my back, and I'm going to swing the longsword down onto the vines, restraining a clove. Okay. Um, so I'm going to make an attack roll. Uh, 14. Okay, so... You swing down at them, but you're a little you're a little bit nervous about cutting into clothes, so you're not you're not super sure of your strike, and it just your sword kind of just scrapes against these tendrils, but without really doing any damage to them. Oh gosh. And then Oof. did you want to do a bonus action? Uh n- not right now. I'll I'll hang out hang out for a moment. Okay, so then uh Clove, you're up next. Go ahead and make a strength saving throw. Oh. I knew this would bite me in the ass at some point. I got a two. It doesn't even seem like Clove's trying. You <laughs> see her like moving her shoulders a little bit and you're like, like, like shimmy. Yeah, you're pretty much just shimmy and there's just no give. So I suppose theoretically you could cast a spell, although I think 
I think uh, I she's she's strange. She can't cast his turn, turn, so. Yeah, I can't do nothing. Elmer, you are up next. You are... You On your right shoulder. <laughs> Elmer, sorry. You were probably at the back, because at some point, I would assume Heron dropped you. But then, because you have such short legs. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I'm going to cast... So, one of them is, like, grappling with um, Clove. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to cast Sacred Flame on him. Okay. All That's right. a dex save. save. Yes. Alright. <laughs> Not a good dex. Close car sand fire, but it's fine. Oh, okay, actually. So he ended up rolling a 13. So that matches. So does that mean that he succumbs, or...? Okay. So for him, that would be... Uh, 1d8 of damage. So let me... 1d8 of radiant damage. So don't worry, Clove. You're not on fire. No, no, I guess it would be a hit because, you know, ACs, if you match, you hit, so... All right. So I do four uh, radiant damage to this little shit. And, um... Let's see. Nope, that's the only thing it does. All right, so this... Super bright ember just bursts into life in front of this um, blight, and it kind of shies away from it, but you hear the slight hissing as it starts to burn a little bit. And with that, it is actually its turn, but it Come has a little grappled. And so it cannot really do anything. Close gun blower is very out like okay. sucks to suck. It's offended. But it still can't do anything. It's pr- it's pretty much using its turn to just keep keep squeezing you. I'm such squeezing. It doesn't do damage, but you are still restrained. Okay, so I can't do anything without a strength saving win. Yeah. And so then these other two going to run up to one to Varden, one to Elmer, probably. And they're just going to... Yeah, come at me, fucker. They're going to swing their weird little spiky arms at you. So, first one is going to go for Varden. And it rolls a 14 to hit. 14 does not hit. Okay, so it swings at you, you bring your sword around and block it, and it's just this horrible, like... As the claws scrape along the metal. And then the second one is going to strike Elmer. Oof. And that was an unnatural 20, so I think that does hit. Uh, literally, my AC is an 18, and everything that's attacked me has rolled like a 19 or a 20. <laughs> uh, Jake, are either of these going to be entering within 10 feet of my space? Um, the one attacking Elmer would be. Okay. Um, once it's done, I'm going to be using a reaction to deal 1d4 necrotic damage to it. Okay. Then Two! Same does a total of five damage to you, Elmer. Ow. Ow. Shit. <laughs> I'm just like, come at me! And then he hits me right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and then you did two damage to it, Heron? Yes. Okay. It's... Unhappy, and it looks quite shocked at just having mushrooms attack it. <laughs> mushrooms that have been its closest friend through childhood. <laughs> and then Poor guy. 
It's actually your turn. Ooh, okay. Um, Cloven Elmer. You've got the one grappling her, and then you've got the smaller guy behind you. Okay, um, I will uh, walk within 10 feet of whoever is closest to me, and I'll be hitting them with a poison spray. Uh, they're going to be making a con 13 saving throw. Okay, so that'll... I mean, the Vine Blight and the Needle are both within 10 feet of you, so which one do you want to go for? Hmm. I'll go with, um... I'll go with the Vine Plant. Okay, and you said that was a 13 save for Kong? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, nope, it rolled a 9. Hey, let's go! Um, it's taking 1d12 poison damage. 7. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it goes <laughs> here on poison flying from him in every direction. Spraying <laughs> these things. Just this poison bean. And so then, uh, Vardan, it is back up to you. Uh, I'm going to take my sword, uh, and I'm going to swing at the guy that uh, just tried to attack me. Uh, okay. And as I swing my sword, uh, my blade begins to glow uh, with a faint white light, uh, and I'll be casting the cantrip Booming Blade. Okay. Nice. Twenty-one to hit. That definitely hits, yeah. Uh, so he'll take uh nine points of damage. Uh, and if he moves uh on his next turn, he will take an extra one d eight of thunder damage. Okay. Wow. Varden just cleaves into this thing. You can see. It's how would a blight have? Whatever passes as tendons for a blight, you can see its <laughs> arm hanging as he just carves across it. It's still standing, but it doesn't look too happy about the fact. And then Chloe, it's back up to you, so go ahead and give me another strength saving throw. Feeling good about this one. I'm gonna roll again, it ran into the other dice. Okay, try to clear some space if you can. Uh, 13. No modifier? Uh, no, my modifier is zero. Oh, wait! You do first saving throw. But the 13 itself is enough. 15. So you shimmy again, but there's more power to this shimmy, and you just, like, shuffle right out of it, and then it's like, when you squeeze the soap in the shower, you just kind of pop out, <laughs> and then you're ready to go. I It doesn't specify in the manual, so I'm going to say that is just, like, a bonus action for you, so you can go ahead and take an attack if you like. But you are, like, kind of face-to-face with this thing. So, do with that what you will. Okay, well, because I shot up, can I land on, like, a tree branch and shoot from above? I don't think you shot up that far. Damn it! You okay. can give me an acrobatics check if you want. I'm acrobatic checking. Uh, okay, seven. So, no, I'm in front of it. I'm gonna... Gotta add your modifiers. Yeah, seven with my modifier of five. Oh, you rolled a two. Okay, my bad. I was there. It was not great. Okay, so now, you pop out... You're clawing for a branch, but you just can't get the momentum to get up high enough. So you just like just swipe and miss, and then you come back down on the ground. But you're free. Okay, I'm gonna slash at him with my dagger. Okay. Are you using both of them? Yeah, I'm gonna use both daggers. I'm gonna do like okay. a sick twin dagger attack. So what do I add? Do I add anything to it? A... You've got your attack bonus, yeah. You're right. 
So then that is a 17. Yeah. That's that hits. So that's a just whooping out a plant. <laughs> that's not a lot of armor. So that's Go ahead and roll that damage. 1d4 plus 3. Yep. Uh, so that's 4. Okay. So Clove pops out, tries to grab a branch, misses, immediately recovers, pulls out her daggers, cuts this thing across the shoulder. And then, so because you're using both of them, you do get the... Well, because you took the bonus action to get out, I suppose this time you wouldn't get it. But next time, if you do the same thing, you'll be able to make an offhand attack as a bonus action. Yeah. So just keep that in mind for next time. Okay. And then with yeah, the back, daddy guys. With that, Elmer goes up to you. Cool. So the one in front of me has been damaged a lot by Huron, and then the one over in front of uh, Varden has only been damaged a little bit, right? Just making sure that I'm on the right page. No, Varden walloped the one near him. You're the one. Okay. Yeah, I did. Cool. I'm going to cast Hold the Dead on the one in front of me then. Okay. Is that a Uh, save form? Yes. uh, Wisdom save. 13. Uh, You rolled a 10. You failed. Nice. Okay, I do 1d12 of damage. Where is my D12? Nice! Okay. I do... Does it add the... No, I do 10 damage. Okay, so... Tell me how you kill this thing with Toll the Dead. Because I'm curious. So, like, I'm kind of pissed because he hurt me. So I hold out my hand, and, like, black ooze surrounds its ears, and then its, like, head just kind of... It just kind of, like, out of nowhere, like, the black ooze comes, and then he slacks, and he just falls. Like, nice. it's it's just, there's no fanfare. He's just dead. Nice. All right, nice. So that is one... And I look pissed. That is one of these weird plant creatures down. You see this... You see this gunk surrounded, and then just collapses. With that, it goes back up to the vine blight. It is going to... Let me see who's done more damage to it. Sharon's done a pretty decent amount, but also Clove is looking injured. Yeah, I am. I'm gonna say he's gonna go for Clove and try to finish you off. Is this the one I attacked, Jake? No, this is the no. Vine Blight. It just rolled okay. a four though. It has like a plus three modifier, I think. So yeah, that it does. an eight does not hit you, I don't think. It does not. So it lashes out with these with its weird little arms again, but you know what it's doing this time, so you just, like, jab at it with your daggers as it gets close, and it just doesn't manage to actually get on you. And then with that, it is the remaining Needle Blight, which is going to... Varden, you didn't move, did you? No, I did not. Yeah, so it's probably just going to try and poke you again with its arms. Okay. Uh, that was a 9 plus 3 becomes 12. 12 does not hit. He is not good. So yeah, that is its turn. Uh, Huron, it is back to you. Um, are there... Are these two guys within... I think it's 5 feet. Are these two guys within 5 feet of each other, or are they pretty far away? 
Uh, probably not within five feet now. Okay, cool. I just need to know. Um, in which case, I will uh, attempt to uh, poison spray the the vine again. I'm just going to poison this thing to death. Okay. Uh, DC uh, 13 con. Oh, it's a con save? Yeah. Okay. Oof, it just rolled a nat 20. Yikes. It just, you see it grotesquely like Resident Evil splits itself. So there's a hole in its torso, and then your poison spray just flies right through it. And then it closes itself. Oh, and it gives uh, a really, really it, weird grin. Oh, gross. Um, as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Healing Word on Clove. Okay. Um, let me see here. 1d4 plus 3. Um, congratulations, you have 4 hit points back. Oh, she's going to flash a thumbs up. Health is health. Here, I will roll his eyes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then, uh, top of the round again. Barton, it's up to you. Uh, I guess I'll just try and finish off the one in front of me. All right. I'll uh I'll swing my sword down and again it she it she's itself in white energy. Uh, I take it a twelve probably doesn't hit. Just misses. Yeah. Um. You're just so psyched up from your last attack that you kind of trace the same path, but because it's already been cut, it doesn't cut it again. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's gonna be my turn. I don't. I don't want to use all my good stuff just yet. On the strawberry, okay. I got it. Uh, yeah. So Clove, back to you. So there's the one in front of Elmer and the one in front of Arden. No, the one in front of Elmer is dead. You've got the bigger one in front of you, and then there's a smaller one next to Arden, but that one looks really unhappy to be alive. Yeah, I'm gonna leave that one for one of them. I'm gonna go for the one in front of me. Okay. With my daggers, so that is 17 plus. Yeah, no, you're fine. That's okay. like 21 to hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. Okay. Uh, and that's six. Damn, solid from a dagger. Okay. You poke this thing real good. <laughs> get a real good in the eye. And then I get to do a, like a bonus action, right? Yeah. So when you attack with your offhand, if you hit, it's just the D4. Like, you don't add your modifier for the damage, but you still okay. add your attack bonus to the actual attack roll. Okay. So I'm going to do that. It's like I went out with my left hand, because she's a lefty. And then I'm going to go with my right hand for, so that is 19. Base? Yeah. Jesus, you're rolling well. Yeah, go ahead and get the damage. Actually, that lasts. And then that's another three. Really solid. Okay. My village always said that if you were left-handed, you were a spawn of hell. <laughs> so you jab this thing right through the face, and then you duck down a little bit with your right hand and kind of cut it. Sort of a light cut, but still a cut like across where the stomach would be on a person. You know, who knows what the anatomy of these things are? Okay, guts get on her and face, and she smiles at Varden, not understanding, like... It's like leaves. The context. Oh, leaves. She gets there's, yeah, there's not really guts. And then... Uh, Elmer, it's back up to you. You are on your own, kind of in the back of the battlefield. Cool. So the one that... Um, Varden's is still alive, correct? Yes. It looks... I mean, they both look very beat up. Kill, steal. Kill, All right. 
Yeah, I'm going to walk up right behind it and like hold a glowing hand out and cast um, Toll of the Dead on it. Okay. And then that's a con like, I just have a, no, wisdom. I just okay. have a face full of fury. Like I'm fucking angry. Like I grab it like around the back of the neck and cast this. You're actually super duper reach out. I don't know your size, never mind. Okay, that comes out to 13. All right, that matches the uh, thing, so I do the damage. All right, 1d12. I do five damage. Okay. Same process as last time. You just coat it before it drops to the ground. Nice. Then... Thank you, Elmer. I, I was starting to get worried. Finish the fight, then talk. Oh, and he just sorry. turns towards the next one. <laughs> All right, so then... On this thing's turn, it looks very beat up. It is going to, you see it kind of raises a foot and then it slams it down. And as it does so, it kind of shoots into the ground. And then you see all the ground around it start to um, just like ripple kind of, like when you throw a pebble into the pond. And then I need, Clove and Huron to make dexterity or strength saving throws. Sorry. God damn it. Oh, I'm not that good. Hey, 12. I got five. Wait. I got seven. Okay. <laughs> we both fall down. Clove is restrained again. You take no damage. God damn it. But these vines burst out of the ground in a circle around it wrap up your legs, kind of climb up to probably middle of your body, and then... Both hands free, though. Huron, you just manage. Like, right before these vines really solidify themselves, you just kind of kick them, and then you manage to snap the ones around you, so you are free. Good shit. With that, it is your turn. Ooh. Um... Yeah, I'm going to do some cool shit. I'm going to use um, one of my wild shapes to become a symbiotic entity. I get a uh, plus eight temporary hit points, and then I'm going to whip out my scimitar and just whoosh, slash into the vines. Uh, let's see here. Into the creature, right? Yeah, into the creature. Right. I got a nat 20. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's go. Um, so... Remember the new rule. So it's just the max six, I think, right off the bat for you with your modifier. Yeah, so my Simtar does a 1d6 plus three damage, but because I have Symbiotic Entity active now, I deal an additional 1d6 poison damage. So how do you want to work with that? Okay, so then you've got the base nine. So many numbers. This is hilarious. You've got the base nine. Go ahead and roll 1d6 for the poison damage and 1d6 for your crit damage. Okay, 1d6 poison and 1d6 crit. Uh, that's a total of five. So then 13, no, 14 in total. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this thing had two health left, so Huron <laughs> nice. bursts into this mushroomy monstrosity, just poison <laughs> dripping from his arms, brings up his scimitar, just absolutely cuts this thing in half. Right as it dies, you hear it. It's staring up at you with what seems to be almost 
wonder as so you hear it very faintly whisper, Mommy, as it dies. Jeez. <laughs> that, Sorry. That is, the, that is the three of them dead. You are out of combat. Close to like, just kind of sheathes Simtar and he's like, well, uh, this, the spores don't go away until uh, 10 minutes or so. So I'm sorry you have to look at me like this. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yes. Who's hurt? <laughs> Who's hurt? Who's hurt? Uh, uh, cl- you, got, you got thrown to the ground pretty hard. How are you doing? Uh, I'm a little low on health, but if someone else needs it, definitely take it. All right, I cure wounds, Clove. Yeah. All right, you got 11 health points back. Yes, I'm full health. Okay, so with that finished combat, I think that's probably where we'll call this session. Good stuff. It took longer to cross the damn river than it did to kill all the stupid things. I love stuff like that. That's always how it works out in D&D. I love it. (laughs) I needed to cross that river safely. Okay? Like a man! (laughs) did cross it safely. Put him on his back, but, you know, whatever. You know what? what? There are a lot of dangers out here in the forest. This is why I stay in the forge. That's where I'm I'm good. Yeah, there you can just burn yourself horribly. and be Me? A disciple of Moradin burning myself in the forge. Thank you very much. I'm not going to do that. Wait, uh, were you a, were you a uh, a blacksmith, Elmer? That's not canon. Yes, I kind of thought you figured that out from like the smithy gear that I have strapped to my sides. You know, the 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 blessing of the forge. Oh, the fact that I'm casting fire spells. You know, it's, it's, I'm a forge cleric, boy. I'm a forge cleric. <laughs> Sorry, everything is just so new to me. I've heard so many stories, and sometimes it's hard to keep them all straight. But my Don't mom worry, boy. was an there. excellent blacksmith. Oh, was she? Maybe I know her. We maybe we went to the same conventions. What was her name? <laughs> her name was. What was that, Jake? Just the conventions got me. Oh, her, her name was Vartunia. Did she do that little panel about um like gold jewelry in modern times? Uh, no, I I don't think so. Ah, it must have been another Vardunia. You know, such a common name in the East. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so next time we will pick it up in the grisly remains of these plant creatures. And you will hopefully continue searching for the townspeople. So, all right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, uh, thanks for coming. iTunes, go ahead and give us a rating, please. We like, would appreciate comment, it. Subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at declaring straw one word. <laughs> I stream. Yes, he does. Everyone, plug streaming. your things. Yeah. yeah. Everyone, plug your stuff. I have no stuff, but like everyone else, go for it. Well, I'm Gucci for right now. <laughs> I stream. Um, I'm also hoping that I to make YouTube videos soon. Uh, everybody come follow me, Declaring Straw, uh, Twitter. My <laughs> tweets aren't funny, but sometimes they are. All right, so just watch this twice because none of the rest of us do anything, so you'll have the time. <laughs> and we will see you all next time. Have a good night. Take it easy. <laughs>